We are not affiliated with, nor do we represent Alcoholics Anonymous. We are simply here sharing our experiences, strength, and hope so that hopefully we can help someone through another day. Hi, I'm Vicki. I'm Bree. And I'm Lynn. And, and we, we are Telling, telling on ourselves. ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling, 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 telling on ourselves. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Today is our 23rd. Two, three. Two, two. Two, two. Two, two. Oh, I should be wearing a tutu then. How come no one told me? Deuces, baby. Yeah. Well, um, today's our 22nd episode, and I will tell you before we get into First Thought Wrong what our topic is, and that is... Da, 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 da. Communicato. Communication. 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 Yeah. I I'd always have a Beastie Boys reference. I love it. Yeah. Beastie Boys. Um, so we're, we're going we're gonna to get into um, something that's always the beginning. First thought wrong. The, our fun. Is times. it funny? Is it funny? Vicky wouldn't tell me what it was. I before think it's embarrassing. I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed. Okay. A little bit of shame. Shame. Those shame. are always the best ones. Shame. Um, it's about this thing called a jewel. There's actually a couple of them involved in my life. Jewels. You know those rectangle things that people the, a smoke out it's of. It's called a vape. Oh, yeah. J U U. Okay. J U L. Whatever. Yeah. And but it has like a t- something on it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I don't know. Uh, a vape, yep, otherwise known as vape. And um, <laughs> here so, they're killing people. Uh, they are. Sorry, and they, topic and they, for a different day. And they don't know why, that, because I listened to a, a podcast about it. But um, so what happened was um, I, I, well, first I, I looked into somebody's text messages that's in my life. And um, I saw that some were purchased, and I was glad to find out that it wasn't um, THC, the THC type of jewel. It was a regular nicotine, and then I was like, why am I glad? Because that's bad. And, um, and then it just so happened that I stumbled upon the garbage of it, and I was able oh. to not have to you know, admit that I had been snooping on text messages, um, but it wouldn't matter because I'm the boss, so it, it doesn't matter, you know. You have prerogative. <sighs> it's fun, real, real, real fun. But um, so basically, uh, I got them in my possession that day, and um, I put them in my nightstand and um, just been sitting there, and I don't know why I didn't throw them away or why, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's been I've been thinking about it, and I'm like, I kind of want to taste what this stuff, you know, <laughs> this tastes like, this blue raspberry or this mm-hmm. pink lemonade. And um, and I'm telling you, it was it has been, ever since I put it in there, I've been thinking about it like once a day, sometimes twice a day. And I'm like, well, it wouldn't be smoking if I just took tasted it. You know, it's just a taste. It's just a tip. And I was at a meeting, and I really haven't thought that that was a bad thinking. And I really haven't thought that maybe I should throw it away. Like, this has been going on for at least a week, over a week, that it's been in my nightstand. And I've been having these thoughts. And I was at a meeting today, and it was about the first step. And it was a really good lead. And then we were sitting down, and um, one of our one of our friends in the program says, it's the first drink. And <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't taste it. It's the first 
suck. I mean, it is just, but I mean, I have been obsessing about it and I haven't even realized how much I've been obsessing about it. And I wanted to do it. And I thought I was justified because, you know, this is something that I need to know what, what this person in my life is tasting. I need to know why. And I need to know what the big whoop is. And I mean, it really is just cunning, baffling, and powerful when you don't even realize that that's your that was my addiction tickling me. Mm-hmm. And I really almost did it. And today I came home from that meeting, and I go, look at this. And I threw them right in the trash, and they are in that trash right now. And I can't tell you that I haven't thought about taking them out and just trying it once. Like, I really have. I mean, this that's is so how funny. crazy we are. Yeah, good for you for telling on yourself because that, I mean, I've been there before when I didn't smoke for a year and a half and then I had that one cigarette and down the rabbit hole I went for another year and a half. So, and then that turned into vaping. So don't do it. Oh my goodness. I'm glad you thought and thought and thought about it long enough to think it into the garbage can. Honestly, like, thank God. But how come I didn't think that it was, when I was thinking about it, that that was wrong? Like, because it's the devil not, on your shoulder. I mean, but that is that is what blows my mind. Well, I think at the same time, too, it's not drinking. I mean, to be honest, it yes, is. Yes, right. And it's not even really like smoking a cigarette. I mean, it is, but you can easily convince yourself that it's not, which is why I switched you know, to vaping. Well, which is like, why vaping is so bad and scary, because it is a, a mental game, and, um, and, and it is being advertised for children and 46-year-old women that yeah. want to try pink lemonade and blue raspberry. I mean, <laughs> I wanted to try it. It's like a Jolly Rancher. I mean, come on. <laughs> Next time, just get a Jolly Rancher. Okay. Well, uh, but-, but is anyone else thinking, like, okay, did anyone come to you and say, hey, Vicky, you see any vapes laying around? Has anyone approached you, like, looking for them? Oh, well, no. This was something that happened, and okay. it was very much on the table and big, big time situation. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, so there was a conversation that was, okay. Oh, yeah. Because didn't it kind of sound like she yeah. took them and just yeah, was kind of waiting around I'm to see if someone would vague. come to her? I'm trying to be a little vague about it. Okay, sure. And, uh, you know, I'm yeah, sure I was you waiting for guess, the other shoe to drop. Yeah, and I'm no. like, so what happened when you, they like disappeared? I was no. like, so you just played the waiting I, game. No, they, like, who, they, someone's going to come to me and be like, mom. Oh, no, but they won't. But they were handed to me. So, okay. you know, um, yeah, they yeah. were handed to me. Okay. <laughs> because I busted them. You requested. I mean, if, you, if you listened to my communication <laughs> I, I, that I was, I was giving out there in the beginning, I said <laughs> that I first saw, caught it on the text messages. That you were and snooping. then I found the trash of it, and, 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 and I didn't have to tell that I was snooping. Yeah. She, she got a pass on fessing up for snooping. Yes. Pass. So right now I get a pass on nothing because it's all. But that is a great example of um, how insidious the any kind of um, addiction or obsession that we have. And I always say, cutting, baffling, powerful, patient. Yeah. God, it is always there, always waiting for you. And you were talking about jealousy earlier. We were having a conversation before. And I will tell you, when you were vaping and smoking, I was jealous. Like, I did want to try it. It feels good. I miss it. I miss it a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm not going to lie. When I'm 85, 90, I'm probably going to start smoking. Just saying. Have you ever smoked, Lynn? Mm-hmm. Oh, you did? Okay. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't I know. Loved it. I don't know. I'm oh, so happy that I'm done now, though. It was so yeah. hard to quit this time around mm-hmm. because it was vaping. So it's like any relapse. Every time is a little harder oh, and a man. little worse. So well, and it's just. Addiction can come in so many different forms. Like, yeah, it's not drinking, but it's still an addiction. I was telling a friend of mine, um, I was at their house, and they had a pack of Marlboro Lights sitting on their table. It was a retreat and or the workshop. And I had, like, this gut punch, like, oh, my God, I want one of those. And those weren't even the ones that I smoked. And, it, I mean, out of the blue, out of nowhere, but I, and I was just like, oh, I want one of those really bad. And I walked away. I'm like, where the hell did that come from? It's so weird. It's so weird, and it's so weird that it didn't dawn on me that it was my addiction until I heard her say that this morning. It's mm-hmm. the first the meeting. one. Yeah, it's the first drink, and it's the first puff. And I really thought it would be okay if I had just tasted it. Yeah. Like, I had justified it in my head. Like, I need to know what this tastes like. <laughs> yeah, but see, for me, it's not so I know even... what they're getting into. <laughs> for me, it wasn't the taste, though. It's that feeling of the inhale it, hold it, exhale. Like, that... Well, obviously, there's also chemical interaction going on. But in my the brain. ritual, it was the ritual, the ritual of your relaxation yeah, and yeah, so. all that. You know, and and when you are in it in the addiction, it's like you would give your it's your carrot. Like I'll do this, and then I'll have a smoke break. Yeah. I'll do this, and then I've deserved it. Oh yeah, <sighs> when I was a waitress, man, I like I was mm-hmm. that was my. I'm going to finish these tables and dropping all the checks and I'm going outside to smoke. And when I was in the kitchen on the line, all the guys would say, hey, watch the line for a minute. And they'd all go have a smoke break. And finally one day I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm always the one left on the line. So I would go out there just to hang out and sit down for a minute. And of course, what happens? Give me a drag of that. Let me try that. Oh, that's how you started smoking? Like? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. My very first one was in seventh grade at the roller rink. My Ooh. friend and I snuck into the bathroom. It was awful, and I coughed, and I may have even almost thrown up. What was yours for cigarette? I think I was like a junior or senior in high school, and we were at a friend's birthday party, and some older boys were there, and they had a cigarette, and I tried a cigarette. Well, I was in a club called Tattoo, Teens Against Tobacco Use. <laughs> Shut the front. No, and we would go to elementary schools and tell people how awful it was to smoke. And then I tried a cigarette, but I really got going in Rome when I studied abroad. Because everybody. Oh, and you can smoke wherever you want to. Yep. Well, you know, when I started college, you could still smoke inside. Yeah, I miss like on those when I was living in the city and we would go to like the Golden Nugget or wherever that. I forget the name of the No, it's called the Golden Nugget, I think. Yeah, we would go there and we could smoke at 2 in the morning (laughs) after being out all night. And we would just like chain smoke and eat shit food. Yeah, the underage and the clove cigarettes. Honestly, that sounds so amazing to me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Drink a shitload of coffee, smoke a shitload of cigarettes and just get really intense. Yeah. So my first cigarette, I think think was with my friend Gina and she had one of those you remember those roller skate cars you probably wouldn't but it was a, like a fiesta or oh, yeah, yeah, something yeah, yeah. it looked like a roller skate yeah and it was blue and and it was a um, menthol no wait, it was a menthol Benson and Hedges and I remember no it wasn't menthol it was regular but we pulled into Kennedy Pools parking lot and I yacked my brains out Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then I went smoking again. Yep. You know, getting Well, it's up. like you told me about smoking weed. It's like, yeah, you got to get past that paranoia thing. It's like you just work work your way through the nausea cuz it'll get better and then you'll feel all great for the next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
So okay. that was my first thought wrong. That was a good one. Yeah, it was it was um pretty profound actually for mm-hmm. me this morning to real to have that dawn on me that maybe I should throw those away. Yeah. <laughs> one is too many, a thousand's not enough. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, so on to communication. So yeah, our topic today is communication. Um, I am doing a little side um, course with my friend Vicky here, and we were talking about um, a lot of different things the other evening. And for whatever reason, communication really popped out to me, and I've been I was kind of ruminating. So I sent them a text, uh, uh, Vicky and Bree, and I said, "How about we do communication for our?" topic and it's funny how we all three had completely different ideas about it and that's one reason I love doing these open-ended kind of vague uh, words meanings whatever so that we can kind of come to the table and and talk about what it means to us or what we're working on or what we wish we were better at so I'm going to start with our definition of course today communication is conveying meanings from one entity or group to another through the use of mutually understood signs and symbols And then the other part of that is a two-way process of reaching mutual understanding in which participants not only exchange information, news, ideas, feelings, but also create uh, and share meaning. So it's, it's interesting because this is, to me, is making it seem like communication is always going to be two-sided and everybody's going to be on the same page. And I don't feel like that that's really how communication works with me a lot of times. You know, it says you have a mutual agreement of something you were trying to convey. Well, that's in a healthy situation. Yeah. In a healthy work situation, in a healthy relationship situation, in a healthy situation. Yeah, so while I'm reading this, I'm like, man, I suck. Well, (laughs) And that's why... not necessarily you. That's where the word miscommunication, <laughs> like that's why it has an existence. Yep, yep, exactly. So, yeah, pretty interesting. Um, Bree had a, a d- completely different take on it, which I thought was interesting. And I have had a friend, shout out to Jim, who says when he listens to us, he's always surprised at how hard we are, are on ourselves. And I said, I think I can I kind of get where you're coming from, but for us it's really just about being trying to be honest and really shine a light on things that we feel are our character defects or things we need to work on. And Brie, it was funny, completely proved that example with communication. She said, well, I need to be a better listener. That's what I think about communication. Um, so it was interesting. She immediately went to what she is lacking or what she feels like she, I'm not saying she is, what she feels like she's lacking. Yeah, well, and I find myself in that position where I'm waiting to respond rather than listening. I'm always in my head thinking of what I'm going to say next than actually finishing listening to what the per- you know, Vicky will say start talking about one thing and I'm thinking about that one thing the entire time even she might have moved on to start saying something else or she's telling another part of the story and I might still that one thing she said before led to another thought in my head and I let my brain just go off on these like little happy trail tangents. And, and then I find myself like interrupting with a random ass question. And people are like, how did you get from A to Z? Like, (laughs) and then they know I wasn't paying attention because, but in the beginning I was, it just made me think like seven different thoughts after that. Mm -hmm. And then I interrupted with what I thought was important now and I do that at work sometimes too. I, I find myself doing that like um, when I'm on the phone with customers, they'll be talking about something. And then all of a sudden I interject with some 
other random question to them. And it's like, I didn't even acknowledge what they had finished saying. And it's embarrassing. Like I'm embarrassed of it. And I've been catching myself apologizing too much for interrupting lately. And so Jim, I'm sorry, I'm being hard on myself, but that's just what it is. I'm rude. I'm nasty. And I need Jesus. Just kidding. That was Sharon for our listeners who haven't met Sharon. I don't know Sharon. Sharon. Sharon, you've never met Sharon? No. So I was talking to Sharon the other day, and I was like, Sharon, did you hear what Leslie said? Is that like a Saturday Night Live I don't skit? know. I no. don't know. You know, whenever they're talking about this. people that, that they don't mean, it's like, no, I didn't get to do that, Sharon. Sorry, I'm not as good as you. All those little memes. Yeah, or like Karen, Karen or Sharon, Sharon or Karen, something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I don't know. So it's something I used to do with an old friend. Sometimes he had actually I feel thought old. of it. Yeah. Like right now I'm feeling old that I don't know what Sharon is. Well, thank God it's... It's not like was talking to Vicky the other day. Oh my you, gosh, picked, that would be awesome. Yeah. But you do sound like a housewife from Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that was completely random, and th- there goes there my brain go. again. I, I was know. somehow zip, zip, zip. somehow led to Shannon, well, Sharon. But I'm gonna. Uh, sorry to interrupt. No, no, please. There is something that is beautiful about what you do too. So you have to realize that. Doing that, like having that skill, that creative skill that you have to go down all those different um, quadrants of thoughts, like don't learn how to harness it. Yes. Learn how to harness it. And my recommendation as you were talking was write down a note. And even if, so when you're talking to people, especially in your job, because I used to do the same kind of job where we were cold calling and on the phone with people. And what I have really learned to do, I do this, you'll notice I always have a notepad with me at meetings. And what I've really learned to do, and and thank you for reminding me because I haven't been doing this while we podcast that much, but writing down like a word that you say that makes me think of something and bringing it up. And sometimes I'll have to write two or three words or as much of it as I can think of if it's, if it's intense. But um, And then I can come back to it. And if there's multiple things that that happens to in a conversation, you write down multiple words, but you really write it down, let it go. Don't let it go down the rabbit. Try to not let it go down the rabbit oh, hole. Oh, I see what you're and, saying. And continue to listen. And then you can say, hey, when you said this, what did you mean? You know, you can come back to that word or whatever it is and say, hey, Lynn does this almost magically during the podcast. She'll frantically be writing something down as we're talking. And then she'll nicely come in and say, when you were talking, Brie, and you said da 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 you know, I mean, she's... She, you she's do a good a Lynn, skill. Vicky. You do a good Lynn. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You do that, Lynn. And that's, but I am always impressed at how well Lynn listens. Her responses are always... You, you do on, uh, there's three parts of communication, the sender, the message, and the, the receiver. Yeah. And you do, I think you do a pretty good job, at least when we're podcasting, of all three of those. And it's because exactly what Vicki is telling you, that's what I had to learn to do. Um, and I, luckily I had a boss, a mentor, that because I was very frantic and like mind is always going in 20 different directions and I couldn't harness things or hold on to them. And he's the one, we were in a meeting, he said, try doing this because I see you've got all this stuff. And it's like, I'm like, you know, and right now I'm bucking towards the microphone. It's like I couldn't wait to, to tell them something. It wasn't that I wanted to interrupt them. I knew I was going to lose it. She said bucking towards the microphone. I'm sorry. I am a child. 
I so Laws. you already had that recommendation to write a long stuff down. Time ago, and that's long, why long, you, long time ago, and you do that. Yeah, this was like a job, like one of my first real kind of professional jobs. Again, that that supervisor mentor I had was fantastic, and he said, "I know you're not trying to interrupt me. I know you're trying to remember the things you want to tell me." He said, "Here's what you do." The the other place that it can come very in very handy is when you're at the doctor, mm-hmm. because. Sometimes they go way faster than I can connect the dots, especially when I was pregnant, and I would write things down and I would come back to it because I knew I needed to listen to what they were saying. And I think that um, just for me, sometimes usually just writing one word is is enough, um, but sometimes it isn't. But I tend to be more like you. I lean your way. I go down those rabbit holes. I mean, I am almost an improv has really helped me with that skill but in improv if you've ever watched me improvise I'm always the one that is like way over out of the left field and in a weird land that the other people aren't in and I had to learn how to get back into the space one of my favorite things to the the, I call it playing the game of how did we get here you know you start talking with a really good friend and then they think of something and before you know it you're like 20 degrees or 120 degrees from where you actually started. It's like, how do we get to this? It's like, oh, yeah, we were talking about yada, yada, yada. And I was actually, I had dinner with a friend last night. I was catching up with her and hadn't seen her in a while. And I so badly wanted my little notebook because while she was talking, I was really trying to listen, but I wanted to remember to tell her something. And I didn't have anything to write on. It was driving me crazy. So this kind of brings me to my uh, communication thought when we were doing it mm-hmm. and um, it really didn't happen right when you sent it but I was talking to I can't remember who I was talking to yesterday and it was about how when people don't look at me when I'm talking to them my feelings get hurt real bad right like um, not my feelings that, that that's that was okay so in my marriage I had a situation where I would say, please look at me when I'm talking to you about something important or whatever. And TVs are much more interesting than than wives most of the time, or at least in that scenario. And especially if the Patriots were on. I mean, come on. I should know better. And and, and I'm not dogging my ex because I get it. What What I will say is that that is a thing that I think it's important to look at people when they're talking to you. And that, I think, has helped me become a better listener too. And it was because it wasn't done to me. And so I learned that it's important to do that. So, and it's kind of, you know, a piece of communication that we all suck at with cell phones. Because we were talking about this earlier, how cell phones are so distracting. And I do it, every single human does it that has a cell phone. We will be having a conversation and we'll get a text and we'll look down. Or we'll be having a conversation. They'll make us think of something. We're going to look it up Mm -hmm. and we'll start looking it up. And I think, I don't think that's necessarily bad to do. What I think we could do instead is say, ooh, I want to look that up. Say it out loud. Verbalize. I'm going to look that up on my phone. Cool. And then look it up. So then they know you're still what you're with doing. them. Right. I think that the, I'm preaching here, but I think what would be really good for all of our relationships is if we were a little more clear on that specific thing, looking at each other and not going to our phones instead of the person, the human that we're with. 
I do that during podcasting. I'll be on my phone, but really I'm looking at Instagram for like quotes or something, but you're right. You know, I being, know that though. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, we all I think that we now. have an agreement. But the first time I did it, I was kind of like, I hope they don't think that I'm just like texting Dave, you know, like, oh, just <laughs> I think I, I had to figure it out. And once I figured it out, I'm like, oh yeah, of course. But it does appear that way. Right. And if you don't know a person, it's like, I, well, okay. I didn't communicate that I would be doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so just to, you know. But I mean, that is frustrating when people obviously aren't paying attention to you or not giving you 100% of your attention, of their attention. When I'm in my one-on-one meetings at work, my boss is talking and I'm like, look at her. And if I'm looking at her, I will absorb the information better. And I'm so focused on looking at her. I'm still, I'm like looking at like her makeup that day or looking at her hair or thinking about her outfit. (laughs) Even when I'm trying to focus, it is really hard to focus. I know. It's like, and then sometimes I'm thinking about staring at her. I'm like, okay, stop staring at her lips. That's weird. Stare at her, stare at her eyes. Okay. Am I being too intense? Okay. Should I look at her nose? Oh, I love you, Brie. I I I love you. (laughs) So sometimes I can't, when I'm looking at someone, I can't even focus. Well, and it's weird to look at someone too much. You're, you're not supposed <laughs> blink a little. Technically, are you, you in there? If you read community, because I've being a student of life and a salesperson, I, I read a lot of things about how to behave in a one-on-one conversation. And not be extra. I studied it, yeah, because I am extra, extra. You don't want to be a close talker? No, because you know, or a stare. I like I like the deadly stare. Like you just don't even blink. Oh my Talk about goodness. making somebody uncomfortable yeah. real fast. And I will do that sometimes just to fuck with people because one of my favorite oh things my God, in the world. I like to fuck with people. I can see them doing that. People. I'm so bad about that. Can I tell you a quick aside? One of my favorite little, I used to call them like human tests that I would do. I would be talking to someone and being really engaged and I'd have something in my hand like a piece of paper. And while we're talking, I would just hand it to them and see if they would take it. And that would tell me the character of that person. So what does, if they take it, the character mean? They'll take a lot of shit from me. And if they don't, they're going to stand up to me. Wait, okay, rewind. It's I don't know not a I'm... good thing to take garbage from me, is oh, what I'm saying. Oh, you would give them garbage. Well, yeah, like a, a wadded up piece of paper or something. Yeah, oh, it wasn't anything special. It's like okay. I'm, I'm cleaning up, I have a plate or something while we're talking, and I'm still engaged. I just hand them the plate and see if they take it. And people, it, that would, the nice pleasers would be like, just take it and then go, what am I going to do with this? The other, the other people would be like, what the hell are you doing? I don't want that. I'm like, ooh, you're my kind of but person. But what if the person that would be, they would take it and say, thanks for the garbage, Lynn. I'm throwing it out. What if that person did that? Would you? That's, would they be cool? They're or in the middle. Still a p- they're pleaser? in the middle. Yeah. Because middle. I'm a middle girl. Yeah. I would take it because I hate garbage. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I know. <laughs> what would you do? My silence speaks volumes. <laughs> I don't, take I mean, I think I would take, take it. But it. lately, someone tried to do that to me lately. And I was like, I don't want your garbage. I, I just had the situation like, happen. I just blew my nose. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then we ordered like Starbucks at work one day and they left the, the things sitting there. And I was like, someone throw this out. I told them to throw it away. I was like, we don't just leave this here. Throw it out. So I don't know. I wonder. But in yeah. the middle of a conversation, I might just take it because mm-hmm. we're having a conversation. And I, that's, that, that, I think that's just a real good character reveal. That's an interesting. So then, I, am I a bad person because I'll take your shit? Then, like you judge me more. No, like you're I'm, not I'm bad. Not, well, I'm apparently no, no, not no. your kind of person. I'm just gonna then. know how to manipulate you. Oh, okay, right. Because Lynn is a master. <laughs> She's the controller. She is the controller. We- <laughs> 
Well, I think everyone has their own games, right? So that was one person's game. I had games. Vicky, I know you had games. I we still all had that game, girl. Shoot. There's a, there's a difference between <laughs> having game and then playing games. <laughs> but but this is a very interesting thing to me. This this mm-hmm. te- this character this test. A, yeah, I like like I think we should do an experiment okay. on the world. And you know I don't in. necessarily think garbage should be the thing. <laughs> You know, because I well, think that's like garbage. Just... It's not like it's a piece of, you know, used toilet paper. Ew. <laughs> but I mean, like a, like you're picking up pa- uh, scraps of paper or I mean, you know, just cleaning, tidying, some, something that needs to either be thrown away or put away. You know what well, I mean? Well, let's think on this okay. because I would love to do an experiment. With Me too. Yeah. I like this kind of stuff. I love figuring out people and watching them and. You know, I don't go to the to the level of the, the the follow through with the manipulation. I just fantasize about it. People like you that actually follow through with it are my heroes. <laughs> I'm so bad. <laughs> and and then you know, I went over the world with just uh, my happy smiling face. I remember somebody telling me a long time ago, "You are always smiling." I'm like, "Yeah, so shouldn't you be suspicious of people like that?" <laughs> <laughs> you should. That's what Garfield used to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny. The cat that ate the canary. Um, I guess I have a my take on communication. Um, for me, I feel like what I need to work on with communication is um, it, it's also interconnected. So when we were talking the other night at this class, um, all these different um, core um, strengths or weaknesses, um, they're so interconnected. So I, the reason I struggle with communication sometimes is because I do have a hard time establishing boundaries, really still learning on uh, even what it is for me. I mean, I understand what a boundary is, but what are boundaries for me? How do I set those in a in a kind and loving way and communicate that, again, in a kind and loving way that's not hurtful, but it's also making very clear where I am with that. And um, I'm very much a toddler in that world. I mean, I really, really struggle with that. Um, I know that I can be very concise and clear communicating when it's something that is in my wheelhouse. That word's getting really overused, but it's because it's so good and it explains things so well. So like, for instance, if I'm teaching a cooking class or I'm talking about an experience that I've had with recovery, I'm real comfortable about that. So I, I know I'm a good communicator, but it's not... It's not comfortable for me when I have to set a line in the sand and then explain to people why that's important and that I'm going to hold it. And what did we say earlier? No, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Have fun. Yeah. You know, it's, we can, I can complicate the heck out of people and, and, oh, I know exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. And, and boundaries have been something that I've been working so very hard on. And You're I, good. I'm better. You're really, I'm, I'm better. I, I'm still. I still can. You know, people can trample all over them, and mm-hmm. I still love them. Um, but I've really been very conscious of it, and I think that's the beginning is being conscious of it. But I will say that um, I think that's where the boundary thing comes into play. Okay. So if I'm basically if I'm talking at people. If I'm explaining things, if I'm sharing information, if I'm sharing knowledge, I feel like I'm a good communicator. Now, when it comes to, I'll use a work example. Um, I have certain responsibilities and they ask me to do something extra like an event or something. And I know that it's going to be a little unrealistic, really difficult 
going to take extra time, maybe extra money than the budget, all that kind of stuff. In my head, I'm thinking, well, this is my job and I just need to figure it out. I don't need to tell them about that. And that's not the way it should be at all. I should be very clear about all of that kind of stuff. So that's when I feel like I lose communication skills and confidence because I am a pleaser. Uh, I want to look like I always know what I'm doing, that I'm competent, because if I'm not, then I'm a lesser person. And then I'm not setting a boundary to going, this is really all that I can, this realistic that I can do. And if you ask me to do more, then we're going to have to have other resources to help. You can use that one word that's overused too, bandwidth. I don't have the bandwidth to do it. <laughs> oh, I hate that word. <laughs> do you ever hear that in the business world, Bree? I don't have the bandwidth for this conversation. No, I haven't heard that yet, but I always think of my brain as like a browser window with way too many tabs open mm-hmm. and half of them are not responding. So <laughs> that the circle is going. Yeah, yeah it's like the circle is going. Too many tabs open and the music's playing from somewhere and you have no idea where it's coming from, which tab is <laughs> playing. The or music. true crime pops up <laughs> and this girl was murdered. Well, and then I have a theme on my desktop window. So when I get an email, there's like a splashing noise. And if I try to like delete something or I do something I'm not supposed to, it's like a, a cruise ship horn. <laughs> and so when my volume is way up on my computer, because I was like listening to a voicemail or something, all of a sudden in the office, <laughs> so I feel Love that. And then everyone's like, what's going on? But I feel like that's what's going on in my brain. And sometimes when I try to, when I try to communicate the operative word being try, I feel like I have too many tabs open and I do have a hard time getting to the point. Um, or Lynn clearly communicating what I need out of the situation. Like I know what I need out of the situation in my mind, but communicating that, like you said, Mm -hmm. Lynn clearly and kindly is difficult for me. I do have the propensity to, um, harbor, uh, negative feelings about something, um, and think people should read my mind about what, my boundaries are and then all of a sudden it like explodes and it comes out way super passive aggressive or just short and poignantly like aggressive just right in Mm -hmm. your face um and some people I'm really comfortable with doing that about doing that too like I will like just be aggressive and say what I feel when I boil over and then for the people that I absolutely cannot do that to then it boils over um then I then I talk behind people's back. Then I gossip, right? So like if I have something I really needed to say to like someone at work, but I knew it was inappropriate because they're in a position of authority or something, well, then I'm just going to talk about that person in that situation that I'm unhappy with. And so I don't communicate clearly with the person that I need to communicate with. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I've learned in early recovery was that if we stop lying, we don't have to remember our lies. And that's what that totally, what you just said, totally reminded me of. It's so much work to not speak our truth. And it's so hard to speak our truth, especially with these roles that we're in. Like we feel like we're the subordinate, so we can't say that Mm -hmm. or we don't want to look bad. I think you can say that, but a really good friend of mine gave me a book called Having Difficult Conversations once. And I have a hard time with that. So, yeah, I should be honest, but my fear is I don't know how to be honest nicely or without sounding weak or sometimes I perceive it as, well, you know, the person's just probably going to think that I'm not, that I don't have a good work ethic or I'm complaining too much and sometimes you just, you just shouldn't complain at work. You know, you're not supposed to say that you feel overwhelmed or that you don't think you can handle it or that you really don't like the new position or like, heaven forbid, you'd be like, I don't like this anymore. You know, like, how do you communicate that? And that's where I get Mm -hmm. stuck is 
communicating yeah. and stuff like that. Like communicating the honesty. Well, I think that um, that's another place where the um, pump in the brakes mm-hmm. and and hit and pause or saying, can we revisit that? That's something I learned at my job too, was can we do this? Can we, can I sleep on this and think about it or say, maybe that sounds good. Uh, I'll let you know tomorrow or I'll let you know by the end of the week. Or when I gave myself the leeway to think about it and, and to be able to go to my friends or my sponsor or somebody and say, okay, how the heck do I get out of this? Or how do I explain this? Because how I'm feeling is a whole lot of nonsense. Uh, so mm-hmm. please help me because I, what I want to say is shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Brene Brown had a book and a, the Netflix special come out a couple of months ago. Was it in the spring? Has it really been that long? No. It's been a while. So when it came out, I love everything she has to say. So I was downloading every podcast. I basically did a search for her on podcast and everything that she was on, I listened to like in a week's time. Oh, and wow. she was... She was kind of saying all the same things, but I, for me, I can't hear things enough. So one of her big things was uh, communicating in a uh, healthy way. And she used to say that when you're having a tough conversation about a tough topic that makes everybody uncomfortable, first acknowledge that it's uncomfortable, but you need to talk about it. And then if she was upset about something, she would say to that person, so this is what I'm hearing. So that puts the, that it completely takes away, hopefully takes away them being defensive because you're not saying what you said or what I felt. You're saying, this is what I heard. And can we circle back around to this one particular thing? Circle back around. That's another one of those things. I know. <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> but she would say, now see, you're going to mess me up. She'd say, can we circle back around? Because what I heard was this. And then... If you, and then, you know, hopefully the conversation could go on from there. And then another interesting was a thing she would use is this is my story right now. So you're, it's like acknowledging that your feelings aren't facts, but they are very real and you're feeling a certain way. So I have taken those to heart and I've actually used the, what, what I heard a couple of times very successfully. Unfortunately, if I don't wait and if I respond instead of reacting, which is a big thing I'm working on is responding and not reacting, then I can do that. I can say, this is what I heard. And I always do the, the, the front end going, I'm not saying this is what you meant, but this is what I heard, and this is how it made me feel. It's so hard to communicate with people. <laughs> God. I mean, really. Because <clears throat> here's one thing that I learned um, from this trainer that I used to work with at my old job. And he said that always assume positive intent. Hmm. And that... Mm was a game changer for me in communicating and and accepting communication from others because Joe didn't show up to work to make my job miserable that day. Joe has something that he has to do for his boss, right? And his boss has to... um, And so he's stressed about that. So when I go in and I ask about something that maybe isn't on the top of the priority list he might not look at me when I'm talking because it might not be important to him. Mm-hmm. But his intent wasn't to make me upset, right? And, and when, when, when I try to... I, and I've tried to apply that to my life, and it's a little bit harder, um, but I don't think that people 
initially, unless they're handing you trash, are trying <laughs> to ruin your day. <laughs> or test your character. <laughs> that is such a good point. Right. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. That was a changer for me. That mm-hmm. was like a woohoo moment. It's up there with don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take it personally and don't assume positive intent. Always don't, assume positive. Always intent. assume positive. <laughs> don't assume positive. I would think I was going for don't assume negative or don't, yeah. you know. Right. Well, I mean, and don't always and never, and those words mm-hmm. are probably should be struck in from my personal vocabulary because they can get a little. But I will tell you, my grandmother, one of my grandmothers used to say, good intentions pave the road to hell. Well, then, then you have to talk about my brain going to like, ooh, the bad guys in the world don't don't have positive intent, so mm-hmm. I have to watch out for all the bad guys. And but I but but most of the people in the world, I mm-hmm. guess, if we're if we're being real, their intent isn't to ruin your day. Yeah, and especially people that love you, their intent isn't usually to ruin. And your probably day. strangers. Right. I mean, they have no, why would they have malice towards you? It's like being angry at a person that cuts you off in traffic. Do you think they're feeling any of that? Nope. No, and they don't care. And that's just your energy mm-hmm. getting you all in a tizzy. Yeah. I mean, there are so many layers to communication and mm-hmm. so many pieces that I screw up on a daily basis and that I think I hear and I don't hear. Or I mean, it is just there are so many er- there is so much room for error when communicating. There is so much room for mm-hmm. error when communicating. It's a wonder we haven't all killed each other. Well, and one of the tools that I actually that my dad taught me. So this is one good. This is one okay thing I do, is <coughs> paraphrasing what somebody heard. So somebody tells you something, and I use this. I use this a lot over the phone at work because it gives me a, a pause to think about what someone's like. If someone's giving me like an objection or something. I'm, uh, so am I hearing you correctly? You know, you mm-hmm. don't want to continue the program because X, Y, Z. And then they say, Do you, you know, yes, X, Y, Z. Yes, I say X, Y, Z. That's a, the the biggest <laughs> objection I normally get. Um, <laughs> and so, but anyways, just paraphrasing it back to them. Like one, I heard you. Two, mm-hmm. it gives me some time to think. And like three, like maybe did I actually hear you correctly, or am I just kind of interpreting it how I right. want to interpret it? So, anyways. And then if they hear those three things, you can say, and of these three things, is there something I could fix? Which is really a great thing because I hadn't thought of it that way. And I know I've heard those skills being used it's like divide yourself time paraphrase repeat back what they said and then but it gives you time too to go okay of those three things I know I can fix two of them well in program um that's helpful when you're talking to anyone who's going through anything because they could be giving you a lot of different stuff and because it is mostly emotional a lot of it is very emotional you want to make sure you're actually hearing like what they're saying as far as like how they're feeling, you know, and sometimes I get too carried away in my own thoughts or sometimes even judgments that I need to like reel it back and be like, okay, so you feel this way because this is happening right now. Circle back around. And then when you ask them questions like that, sometimes that's a good, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes just paraphrasing it back to them actually helps them come up with an answer or kind of like hear themselves hear well and realize yeah. if they mean that or not and then they can kind of process it right. and be like hey oh well no i really don't mean that yeah yeah or, yep 100% and, and then maybe not that we're not that we're <laughs> trying to shaking my head right now people shaking my head um not that we're trying i forgot what i was going to say fuck it we'll circle back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right 
<laughs> I do want to circle we back have to devolved. something. I, I do want to circle back to something called Super Soul Sparkle. <gasps> and I was thinking about um, maybe trying to wrap this up uh, together, bring, uh, bring stuff, Mm-hmm. Bring pictures and get it done in front of each other one day. You know, like really. I was gonna circle back to Soul Sparkle too. Shut the front. I was. That Silence. we have to do our third okay, thing so still. Okay, so now you go. We're doing our third piece, but I think right now. No. I okay. Think we should schedule it. Yeah, yeah we can we'll schedule, schedule it. it offline. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll let you know online. Yeah. Yeah. So and then we'll check base. Let's next week check base on the first two things that we have. Are we gonna on our board touch that base? Huh? Are we going to touch that base? We're going to touch that base. Touch that check base. <laughs> check <Please>. point. <laughs> check, please. On this check episode. one, two. Yeah. Check, check. All right. Well, I have a golden nugget. Good. Tell us your golden <laughs> nugget. <laughs> Y'all are so good. I heart you so much. Um, bless our souls. Bless your souls. Hearts or whatever. Um, one of the, the things Vicky said in the beginning was while you're in a pretty. Um, uh, animated conversation, it makes you think of something you want to look up. Cause I do this all the time. Cause I'm, you know, information junkie instead of just doing it and then go, Oh, look, that's what that was. T- tell that person go, Hey, while you're talking, I'm still paying attention, but I really want to look that up so that we can, you know, be confirm whatever it is. So being more communicative about your, especially because we're all glued to our phones, explain what you're doing so that they don't just think, because I don't do that. And Brie, you said the same thing too. It's like you understand, but you had it in your brain going, oh, they probably think I'm being a dick right now because I'm just not paying attention to them. It's not that at all. Um, Other thing is always assume positive intent. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And the the, uh, paraphrasing, repeat back what you heard. Yes, my golden nuggets were the reminder of writing things down as I'm having a conversation and circling back (laughs) to, I'm sorry. I I like have this thing about words that are popular and overused. And I remember I used to be in, um, like, I would just laugh in meetings out uh-huh. loud, awkwardly. 100%. And I would just be like, are they serious right now? Like, do they really? And they're serious. Like, people really like, and I just, oh, yeah. I think it's so funny, and I don't know why I think it's so funny. So anyways, writing stuff down as I'm talking to someone so that I don't get distracted and go down the Brie land, because mm-hmm. I, I have Vicky land too, you know, and, and that's where I go. And then the other thing is um, is really about, parroting it back and I I'm not good at that I forget to do that because I just go I'm very much going with the flow of things and and just trying to like you know mesh with people Mm -hmm. and I forget to do that and clarify and clarity is is where you get the the real get to the root of stuff I think yeah Good. Um, my golden nuggets, writing things down. I don't do that at all. I see you two do that often. I know Vicky, you said you got away from it, but I don't, I mean, besides podcasting, sometimes I write Mm -hmm. some stuff down, but I'm, it's not a habit, but I think it is, um, a power habit. Is that a thing? I just made that up. I think a power habit. I think Uh that's a habit for success that I need to integrate. And then, um, always assume positive intent. I'm right there with you. Mm -hmm. Like I just, that was awesome. You know, people aren't trying to ruin my day. They, probably are just trying to communicate something that's important to them. And it might not be something that's equally as important to me, but it's not meant to ruin my day. It's just they're they're trying to communicate something important to them, to me. Um, and then looking at people, looking at people when they talk. I know it sounds so simple, but often, t- like even at meetings, mm-hmm. even at home, having conversations with Dave, 
man, I'm so, you know, I'm looking around right now for yeah. those of you who can't see me. I'm doing that wandering eyes all the time. So, well, it's hard. And I think our attention spans have been trained to be that way. I mm-hmm. don't think that it's necessarily because we're not good at communication. I think there's so much going on in our world right now at such a rapid pace that it is really hard to be focused. Very hard. And I think we have to give ourselves permission to learn how to do this stuff a little better. Well, and there's a whole other gamut um, facet to this, I mean, not gamut, facet that we haven't even can't even touch on right now, but how we are going to communicate with the generation that grew up with technology that's new to us, that's all they know. And that's a whole yes. different thing. And But if we stay open-minded, we're, we're always willing to grow and learn new things. It is possible. It's just you got to keep you got to keep your mind open, too, and go, just because it's not the way I learned it or I do it or I like it doesn't mean it's wrong. And this is a really long episode, but I'm going to write down uh-huh. something because I think that that's, there's something really important in what you just said. All right. So thanks for being here and listening. Guys, please, please, please rate us, review us. And um, like us and share us and and please we would love 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 to get any questions um, that you might have for us that we can use on the podcast or a topic idea any kind of thing like that would be more than welcomed we would would really be like magnificent it. and please, magical please communicate with us yes yeah, please. please we need your communication il comunicado adios amigos tribe out tribe out tribe out. Thanks for listening to another episode of Telling on Ourselves. Please rate, review, share, subscribe, download our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you want more Telling on Ourselves, please find us and follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook at Telling on Ourselves. Tribe out.